Uh, oh, and good morning again. You know, in our house, I'm the uh, the chief washer upper. See, we don't have a dishwasher. I'm the dishwasher. Uh, and even as a child, I always liked playing in water. Unfortunately, I do sometimes accidentally break a plate or two. Now, breaking a plate is bad enough, but I've also broken more than my fair share of treasured crockery. Not to mention the calf kits and cups I've broken. Uh, well, I said not to mention that, but the truth is out now, isn't it? But worse than a broken cup is a broken promise. Here's a dictionary definition of a promise. A promise is a declaration or assurance that one will do something or that a, a particular thing will happen. That says something about the importance of a promise. I always think it's good to go to the dictionary and, and look at the meaning of words that we use every day and we, we already understand. It just helps us appreciate them more. Now Moses in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy is telling us some of the things that happened on the 40-year journey through the wilderness as the Lord led his people, the people of Israel, from slavery in Egypt to freedom in Canaan. And the Lord made a promise to these people. And you know, he never broke that promise. The people made a promise to the Lord and they broke that promise time and time again. When the Lord made his promise, part of that promise was that if the people broke their promise to him, there would be consequences. Remember the meaning of the word promise? A declaration or assurance that one will do something or that a particular thing will happen. You see, God's promise was involved with the fact that he said along with it, with this promise, I promise you that I will not Break my promise, but if you break yours, particular things will happen. Now, these things would have been because the people deserve them to happen, but also to remind the people that they've done wrong, to bring them back to that promise that God had made to them and the promise that they had made to God. Now, Numbers 21, verse 1 to 9, there we have an account of one of the many times that the people broke the promise that they made to the Lord and how they had to suffer the consequences and how the Lord gave them the opportunity to put things right. What happened was that the, the people asked God to deliver them from a powerful enemy, and God did. And not long after that, we hear how the people broke their promise. They turned against God. They turned away from God. They turned against Moses. They turned against the Lord. And we can read all about that. I just want to share a little bit, just one verse from it. But you can always go and have a look in your Bibles and read through the whole account. It's in Numbers 21. But this is verse 5. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread, there's no water, and we detest this miserable food. That's what they said as they turned against God, as they began to grumble. And you know, when they said, we detest this miserable food, well, they must have had food. Whereas before they said they didn't have any. But these are just people who are not happy with the way things are going and they're blaming God. And the people knew that there would be consequences for their actions. And the consequences on this occasion was very severe. In that same chapter, Numbers uh, 21, we read this. 
Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them, bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for, to the Lord for the people. You see, the Lord told Moses then, Okay, well, make a bronze snake. Put it on a pole. And if anyone who had been bitten looked up at the bronze snake, they would live. Now, as I said, this is quite a, a big story. It's got implications. It's also got a lot of meaning. And what I want us to do just for this morning to take this thought away from us as we come into the New Testament, we come to John's Gospel. We're going to read from John chapter 13. And this is Jesus speaking to the man Nicodemus. And this is something that he said to Nicodemus. He said, No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone believes may have eternal life in him. Do you see the parallel here? You see, in our day, in every day, because of sin, we're separated from God. We've disobeyed God. How do we get right with God? Well, Jesus used this incident of the snake in the wilderness. And what he said is just as when that snake was lifted up, those who were, were dying looked to that snake and they lived. And then he said to Nicodemus, and a similar thing will happen to the Son of Man, that is Jesus. He will be lifted up, and he was. He was lifted up on a cross. And you know the truth is, if we look to that cross and we put our trust in Jesus, then we, who by being guilty sinners face God's wrath, will be forgiven and we will have life, eternal life. A few things for us to think about there this morning. Let's just pray. Oh, Father, we do thank you that you can remind us of these very serious situations, that without Jesus we are a sinful people who are condemned. That our Father, with the promise that if we look to Jesus and trust in him and trust in the power of the cross, accept him as our Saviour, we will look and live. Oh, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, just make these things clear to us this morning as we consider them in your presence in these very few moments that we have set aside. We ask that you will bless us. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen.